Grab the popcorn and get ready to join Chris and Geordie on a journey through some of the most celebrated films of all time that Geordie's never seen before. You're listening to It's About Time You Watch This. Hello and welcome to another episode of It's About Time You Watch This. It's Chris and Geordie. And today we are watching a film that has been one of the most asked about for this podcast. Really? This is the one that so many people have said to me, surely Geordie's seen Back to the Future. And every time I've had to say no. Until now. Steven Spielberg and Robert Zemeckis bring you Back to the Magic. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Back to the Fantastic. Back to the action. Whoa, this is heavy. Back to the past. It's an absolute dream. Take care for yourself. Back to the future. Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd. In Back to the Future. Yes, the immortal comedy classic. Comedy action classic, I should say. Yep. Back to the Future. Yeah. How had you not seen this movie? Um, uh, this, this is this would be one of the most famous movies of all time. How have you really? Yes, hundred percent. That famous? Yes. Huh. Hundred percent. What what eras are we? What era are we talking? So this here? one was released in the eighties, but this has been on TV. It, growing up, this was on TV every second or third week. Okay. Okay. Like this was this was a main. So I should have Saturday picked afternoons. It out from it the video on. shop. Like yes, yeah, so at the video shop, it was always when you went and got the one year release in five weeklies. One of the Back to Future movies was always in those weeklies every time. Mm. No, it's not Disney. <laughs> we. I should say I had this discussion with someone the other day. Yep. Someone that is your age said to me, who's a regular listener, said. Did Geordie not have the experience of going to a video store on a Friday night with the family and you'd all pick one new release and then everyone got to pick a weekly movie? Did you have that experience growing up? Yeah, 100%. And my movies were always the same kind of Disney movies. I had a rotation going on. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) But again, if you're doing that, surely as a family you watched all of those movies or did you only watch your movie and then go and sit in your bedroom? No, we watched all of those movies, but I think Dad was in charge of the new releases. But even the weeklies, that's what I'm saying. Like some of these older movies that would have been weeklies back then. Well, I guess none of us wanted to watch it. I guess Kyle was all like cars and superheroes and Tyler was My Little Bloody Pony and Jimmy, he's frigging weirdo. <laughs> Who knows what he got? <laughs> Who would know? Yeah, it was, it was a question someone posted me the other day. They were like, did Geordie not have that experience of going and picking out movies like Empire Records and Back to the Future and, and all those sorts of things on a Friday night? I said, look, I, I think she did, but she just... Apparently we didn't always, choose those movies. She just always picked Disney movies. Yeah, like, yeah. So, all right, let's get into the movie. It starts let's off... Let's do it. starts off very subtly. Tick, We're introduced to Doc's talk, house, which has seen better days. Talk, tick, talk. They have yes. so many freaking clocks in the room. So the, many the clocks. The movie about time. What do you expect? <laughs> so then obviously, yeah, the house is a mess. Obviously, Doc hasn't been there for a little while. Yep. Marty walks in, looking cool. Looking cool with his cool guy sunglasses. <laughs> They're finally back. I know, you and your, your aviators. You aviators. love your aviators in oh, movies. Cool guy sunnies. How excited were you when he walked in an aviator? I was like, oh, this movie, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> Look at him, he's got his aviators. He's cool. He's so a cool So he walks cat. in, he plugs into the giant amp, blows that up. The phone rings, it's Doc saying, I need you to meet me tonight, blah, 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 blah. Yep. We'll see on the TV a little bit of foreshadowing of what's to come. There's a news report about how plutonium's been stolen, but it's just been, they think it's just missing. It's not been stolen by any terrorists. Oh, I didn't pay attention to that. 
And you actually sort of see as it, the camera goes past, you see the empty plutonium box under Doc's bed. <laughs> I completely missed and that. Did you miss that, did you? Yep. I think I was too excited with the cool guy sunglasses. And then obviously he picks up the phone, it's Doc saying, meet me tonight, I've got to show you something yep, cool. got to be there. And then the clocks go off, everything's yep. super noisy, and he, Doc says, oh, it worked, they're 25 minutes slow. And Marty goes, you tell me it's 8.25? And he's like, yes, precisely. He's like, I'm late for school. School. Cue the Huey Lewis. <laughs> Huey Lewis, a huge part of the soundtrack for this movie. Yeah, great soundtrack. Uh, Power of Love, Back in Time, which was, a, I love that song. Back in Time by Huey Lewis is one of the greatest songs out of the 80s. It's a great song, great song. It's one of the most underrated 80s songs that does not get enough love. True. Huey Lewis actually had a cameo in this movie. We'll get to that when we get to facts. Is there someone, was he a duck? Huey, Dewey and Louie? Were they ducks? Huey, Huey Lewis wasn't. Huey, Dewey, and Louie, yeah, but they were they, ducks. They were Daffy Duck's nephews. I can't remember. Oh, what they were I can't remember. They weren't duck. They were Huey, Dewey, and Louie Ducktales as well. I they? don't know. They might have been Ducktales. I duck feel tales. like they were separate to that. I'm not sure. I can't. Yeah. Remember. I should know. Sorry. Anyway. But yeah, so Huey Lewis in this movie, we'll talk about that later on. See, as well. Huey Louie. <laughs> it's the same person. Anyway, we see him at school. He's getting in trouble. We meet his girlfriend. What did you think of the girlfriend? Yeah, look, she, she was a girl. She, I don't know. She seemed all right. No, this was a trilogy. Yeah. She's actually played by someone different in the other two movies. Ooh, but it's the same person. Same character. But different. But this actress had to drop out. Her mum got quite sick oh. after this movie came out, so she couldn't do the sequel. So she oh. was replaced by Elizabeth Shute. Far better actress. Oh, really? In the sequels, yeah. Much well, better. I thought she was all right. She was okay, but I think probably wouldn't have been as strong in the sequels, and we'll get to those. Yeah. Because you haven't seen those ones yet. We've only no. seen part one. We should, should How preface that. How many is there? There are three. It's a tr- I just said it's a trilogy. There's oh. three movies. Nah, that's all right. The, the second Back to the Future movie is far better. Okay, okay. The second Back to the Future movie is... Chef's Kiss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So then we meet his family. What will you take on his parents? Oh, his mum's a bit of a wackadoo, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> like, Why? She, Why do you say that? Look, she seemed nice, but she oh, she's a bit cray-cray. In what way? I can't remember now. I just had a note that she was a wackadoo. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they both were. They, they were a little bit They're a little bit odd. Yeah. So then Marty goes to meet Doc from the phone call. Yep. Uh, and we get our first glimpse of... The king of the wackadoos. <laughs> I was going to say we get our first glimpse of the DeLorean, oh. the time car, the time machine oh, in the yeah. car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that too. Which is that the DeLorean is an actual car. That's an actual, that car wasn't made for the movie. Oh, really? That it's DeLorean an actual, is an actual car. Sounds like a Star Wars thing. Mandalorian. Well, the... <laughs> because in, the man drives the DeLorean. <laughs> Mandalorian. <laughs> Get it? You know the funniest part about that? Please go. Yes. Christopher Lloyd, who plays Doc, yeah, had a cameo in the most re- one of the most recent episodes of The Mandalorian. No! <laughs> yes! So he was in The Mandalorian, and he was the, the man Mandalorian. in The DeLorean. <laughs> Thank you. Life is made. You happy Dude. about that? Tick. Yep. You happy about that? And then yeah. we get the, uh, the, the classic line, you're about to see some serious shit. Yep. I love it. Like, it just... It makes me happy when some of these lines are spoken. Yeah. Even though I've seen it a million times. Yep. Still get excited. When this baby hits 88 miles an hour, you're going to see some serious shit. It just makes me go, yes, yes, bring it on. I've seen this a thousand <laughs> times. So bring it <laughs> on again. Still bring it on. I bring it. it on. Then here come the Libyans. Yep. Now that wouldn't be a plot device on a movie in this day. No. God, no. Couldn't be. Like it, that, that sort of is the one part of this movie I think that really dates it. Yeah, yeah, And obviously, yeah. you know, it's set in the 80s, so it's, you know, it's obviously going to be dated. But I think that part in particular is where you go, mm. you just wouldn't see that in a movie. No, 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 no. And, yeah, I was not expecting them to just be like, bam, he's dead. 
Yeah, it's a bit of a shock, isn't like, it? Like, straight away, in the yeah. first 10 minutes. <laughs> See you later, Doc. Yeah. Whew. Had you realised at that point that this is a movie about time travel, though? No. Considering the movie's called Back to the Future. Look, I probably should have clicked on, but I was just like, mm, something will happen. <laughs> but then I got really confused with the Back to the Future thing because they're not going back to the future. They're going back in time, and then they have to go back to the future. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face when it clicked. Oh, my God, I wish I was filming that. Yes, they're in the past and they have to get back to the future. I was thinking the other way around. I was like, this makes no sense. What are they talking about? Because they have to get back to the future. Because it obviously does sound funny. How do you get back to the future? Yeah, when they go back in time. They're in the past and they have to get back to the future. I don't want to continue. I'm done. (laughs) So Marty is off to the past now. Obviously the Libyans come, they shoot Doc. He jumps in the time machine. Not even, I think, realising he accidentally bumps the time circuits and then travels back yep. to 1955. When the bell worked again. Yes. The, that's the, the only tower. reason, that's the only thing I realised, that they went back in time. Because I was like, are they going into the future? Maybe back to the future means into the future. But no. And then the bell worked and I was like, boom, they've gone back. So you didn't realise by all the old cars, all the old timey stuff, the stuff that was really from the 50s? No, because the bell worked. That, that was what you went, oh, they're in the past now because the clock tower's working. Yeah, because they said at the start the clock tower hasn't worked for years. <laughs> okay. And the bell tower worked. <laughs> okay. So then, obviously, he needs to lay low. He goes looking for Doc so that Doc can help him get back to the future. <laughs> I hate you. And <laughs> he accidentally runs into his dad. Oh, as yeah. A and Biff and this all those characters. Hilarious and disgusting. And then he ends up in the position where his dad should have been when his mum and dad met. Yep. Which then in turn leads to his mum falling in love with him instead of yeah, his dad. so weird. How did you feel about that? Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. Really <laughs> weird. The whole thing was just freaking me out. I was like, this is not okay. That's so gross. What the fuck is she doing? <laughs> Get a clue. No. <laughs> but also, he was a bit of a hottie. Like, you know, Michael the bad J. boy Fox. wearing J. his Fox. life preserver. <laughs> <laughs> he was, yeah. And that is a bit of a joke throughout the, the, the 60 scenes is or the 50 scenes is yes. he was wearing a life preserver because back then puffer jackets weren't. God, what were what a was a puffer jacket? In the, in the 50s? Yeah. Like, it's a life preserver. He looked ridiculous. <laughs> so you, you so you weren't on board for that? No, I thought it was weird. But then we realized that by doing that, he's writing himself out, out of, of existence. It. Yep. Um, and we see that so through the photo, like he the starts disappearing. They look his and, family yeah. starts disappearing. So his mission then becomes to have to make his mum and dad fall, fall in, love, in love. Which, I mean, it works, but it's it weird. It works, but it's a little bit weird. It's so weird, especially when his mum is still in love with him. Yeah, and not like a little bit in love. Like she would jump his bones, kind of in love. Yeah, like and that goes back on. to what you were saying. She's a bit wackadoo at the start. It, originally, she's all like, "I oh, know a girl shouldn't chase after a boy, rah rah." But then we go back to her when she was younger. Yeah. And, and she whew, was boy she crazy. Was and I think maybe that's why now she, she's she was like around. that in the future. She was like, no, 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 a girl should be well behaved because yep. she was the know, opposite. She was the opposite. She was a wild child. Yeah. But so clearly then, it worked out for her. Well, true. Well, we get to the end and obviously Marty does help her, help them fall in love. Yep. He gets them together. He plays guitar at the school dance so that they so can that they play. Can, yep. So that they can have their first kiss and they fall in love. And Aww. he goes back to. The future. Yep. 
And the future's now better than it was when he left. Yeah, because all of because these different things have happened. Because his dad learned to stand up for himself and become more confident. And that's obviously a, a theme running through the movie is self-confidence. He yep. doesn't want to submit his music to no, record companies because he doesn't feel like he's good enough. Because yep. That's what his dad's about like. In a couple of movies, there's a lot of parental trauma in a lot of the movies we've been watching. And that's, again, in this one, he doesn't feel like he's good enough because his dad is always such a pushover. He yep. feels like he's not good as well. And he's exactly what his dad, yeah. And he... In the past, he teaches his dad to be confident and and go for it, and he becomes in the That's future he again. Does. He's a very confident person. He's Biff's boss now, yep. and Biff Biff's is slowly. It's an interesting way to go with a time travel movie because yeah. in a lot of time travel stuff, you see people go, "Oh, well, you can't change anything because you never know what's going to change in the future." Yeah, you can't stand you know, on it, that it'll, bug. It'll it'll change it for the bad, yep. not for the good. But in this, it changes it for the good, and it's sort of like, yeah, I guess it's a positive time travel message, but. But also, I, I don't know about you, but I'd be worried if I travelled into the past and changed things. Yeah. If you come back and everything's completely different. Completely change everything. Yeah. Everything's different. Um, and even like where he says to that bloke, um, you're going to be the mayor. Yeah. yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Mayor he was Goldie. like, oh, mayor. I like that. Yeah. And that's, but then it poses the question. Is he mayor now? No, no. Well, he is mayor. We see at the start of the movie. Yes, but at the end, oh, at when the everything's end. changed, yeah, well, did he actually become the mayor? Well, you would assume so. But that mm. it poses the question, if Marty had never gone back in time and given him the idea to be mayor, yep. would he have been mayor? Yeah, 100%. But if that's the case, we know at the start of the movie he was He mayor. was already mayor. So, so Marty going back in time. And telling him about and it. telling him about that wouldn't have affected that. No. Because his parents turned up. See, there's a lot of this sort of stuff with time travel movies that I get really in depth in, and look I look you too doing far it into it, and it's annoying. We're swapping for roles, me. but <laughs> a movie like this, I can overlook it. Ooh. I think that that's the sign of a good movie. Yep, when you can just let when it you be. can just you just like you know what. Yeah, that makes that, sense. That makes sense. Sure. Who cares if it doesn't make sense? The movie's good. The yep. movie's great. Yep. It doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't sense. Yeah. And that's what this movie does so well. And I think it comes down to Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox is just such a charismatic actor. Yeah. Always has been. The main uh, guy, right? Uh, yes. Yes, cool. I was. Did I was, you, were you really not sure who Michael J. Fox was? Yeah. I thought it might have been the old bloke because he was a fox. <laughs> giggity, giggity, goo. You're a weird, weird <laughs> woman. <laughs> But yes, Michael J. Fox is so engaging and charismatic in, in everything he's in. He is great. So how old would he have been at that time? He was only young. He was doing Family Matters at the time. So like, we'll are we talking 16 talk about, or older? No, no, we're talking probably early 20s. Okay, early 20s. Yeah. He was 24 years old. Okay, in the movie. In the, As in like in real life when he filmed yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was 24. Yeah. And even now there's a, a new movie coming out on, I think it's on Apple Plus, about mm. Michael. Obviously he's had Parkinson's, which is why he retired from acting. And he's become a staunch advocate for Parkinson's research. And he's he's an incredible human being. There's a, a movie coming out, like a documentary about him. So how um, old would he be now then? He's in his 60s now. 60s, yeah. He is just so inspiring. Yeah. I'm really excited to see it. I think this movie's out in the end of May on Apple+. Okay. Plus, and I'm so excited to see it. He's just absolutely incredible. So, so then this movie leads straight into the sequel. Just wait. One oh, thing we missed. Okay. Sorry. At the yeah, end, when he comes back and Doc was going to get shot again and he was trying really hard to make that not happen. Yep. And then Doc gets shot and, oh, my God, my heart. I was like, oh, not, not again. But he's got a bulletproof vest on. Because the letter that okay. he ripped up in the past, he, he had the letter. tape back together. Yes. Oh, see, that, that just kind of like full circle. I, I know I keep saying this, but that like <laughs> really just brought it around for me and I was like, yes. Thank God. 
It ended on a positive note. And it was well, it beautiful. did all come together positively. Yeah. And he, go, he wakes up and the family's all switched on and they're all leading good yep. jobs. And Having he walks out lives. and he's got that big truck that he wanted at the yes, start of the movie. His, his car in the driveway. Yep. And they're getting ready to go on their date when Doc pulls in the driveway yep. in the DeLorean and says, we need to go. I need your help. Yep. And he says, what's wrong with us in the future? Do we become assholes or something? He's like, it's not you. It's your kids. It's your kids. <laughs> and then they get in and Marty goes, there's not enough road here to get to 88 miles an hour. And he delivers the iconic line, one of my favourite lines in cinema history, roads, where we're going, we don't need roads. And then and they zoom off fly, they fly off in the air in the DeLorean, leading into Back to the Future 2. Yes, now you can go into it. Okay. Well, I don't want to give too much away about Back no, to the because Future No, because I kind of want to watch it. I want, to, I want you to watch the next two as well. The original plan for this episode was to have you watch the entire trilogy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like, sit down for a day and watch all three movies. That How long do all the movies go for? Oh, Are they all hour, hour and, and a half? half? Hour and a half, two hours each, yeah. Okay, that's all right. Nothing so that, crazy. That was, that was the plan. But obviously, yeah. we have a toddler. I'm pregnant. Uh, I nap. We, we, we both work. So it became quite tricky to try and lock away a full day to be able to watch Back to the Future movies as much as I would love to be able to do that. Yes. So the plan will still be to get you to watch these other two and a lot of the sequels we've been talking about in, in previous episodes as well. We'll probably do them at night once the child's in bed. But yeah. So I don't want to get too deep into it. But okay. in the future... Mm. This time the they're not going well. back to the future. This time they're going to the future. They're going to the future. Okay. So is it still called but Back to the Future? It is. Back to the Future Part 2 and Back to the Future Part 3. Back okay. to the Future Part 2, they go to the future... Then back to the past again, all the way back to the past, to the events of the first movie in the 50s. Okay, and then back to the future. And it goes backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. Okay. So it's a little bit harder to follow, but it is a a very, very, very good film. Okay, cool. Back to the Future Part 3 is a Western. They go back to the Old West. Wow. And it it was panned a lot by critics. Yep. But I've got a real soft spot for it because... Back to the Future Part 3 is actually the first one I saw as a kid. Uh, okay. So yep. I've got so a bit, that's, yeah. we had these on VHS as a kid and I have a soft spot for number three because yep. it's a bit more Wild West action adventure. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So for um, those teeny boppers listening, what's a VHS? <laughs> true. It is a video cassette. There's a lot of, there's probably kids out there that probably don't know what I was going to say, like, they probably was. have yeah, no idea. You'd have to go and hire them from the video store and you'd have to rewind them yep. before you took them back. Yep. And you had to make sure you didn't tape over anything else that could have been important. Mm. Yep. Oh, VHS. Bring it back. Yes. Bring back VHS, I say. We love VHS. Yeah. So anyway, so we will get to the, the sequel. So we might do another episode on maybe parts two and three as well. But we'll get into some facts now. The guy that created this, Bob Gale, mm-hmm. actually based the idea on a high school yearbook. Okay. So he was at his parents' house rummaging around the basement. He came across his dad's old school yearbook and wondered if they would have been friends if they'd known each other both when they were 17, which is an ah, interesting question. That is really interesting. If Do you think you and your mum would have been friends when she was 17? Probably, because we liked all the same things when we were 17. She was a badass, though. She left, like, she skipped school all the time. Wait, so did I. No. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me as Barb. No, a she was a menace. rebel without a cause. A menace. She still is sometimes, I reckon. Yeah. We can say that because I know she's not going to listen to this. She probably wouldn't no, figure, figure exactly. out how to put it on her phone. But um, but yes, I reckon I would be just because we're very similar people. And you've talked to me about this. Like, we're basically Brady Bunch family. Yeah. I think we would have been fine. Yeah, probably. What about you and your mum? Uh, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I think my mum was a bit the same. She was a bit of a wild child, I think. Yep. Well, they, she had me when she was 18. So Yeah, well, that's true. So she would have been a real wild child when yep. she was a teenager, I think. But were you but, you would have been a wild child. 
Oh, not really, because you left school and when you were working. Yeah, look, I was still a bit, still a bit of fun when yeah. I was seventeen. But yeah, I was working full time when I was seventeen. So yeah, not as fun as I could have been, I guess. No, um, but interesting question. But to pose. then he, the the creator, mentioned this to Bob Zemeckis, who directed the movie, and they turned it into a high level story with three basic ideas. One, a high school kid gets sent back in time. Yep. Two, he meets his parents, and three, his mother falls in love with him. <laughs> yep. So I don't know that. That's an interesting fact to have thrown in there. So yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why that's... There's something maybe not right with Bob Gale. Maybe that was what it was. And then they yeah. flesh that in, out into a full screenplay. The clock tower scene yep. wasn't part of the script. Huh. Instead, Marty and Doc would visit a nuclear test site in Nevada. Oh, my God. And a nuclear explosion would send the DeLorean back to the future. Wow. But that was changed because the whole sequence would have proved too expensive to film. Fair. And I like that it was the clock tower because they made that nod at the start. Yeah, it's it's sort of all tied in perfectly together that way. The final scene originally didn't play out how it does in the movie with Doc turning back up at the house and then taking them on another adventure. Yep. It originally ended with Marty's dad looking at a 1955 newspaper. Oh, no. With a picture of Marty playing Johnny B. Good on stage <laughs> and being like, it can't be. But it is. Oh my god! And that was how it was supposed to end. Yes, I'll which I actually love awesome. that. I actually think that would That's have been cool. cool had they have included that scene after he took off in the DeLorean. Yep. If then George picked up the newspaper and saw that, and that like, would have been what? actually a really cool way to end it. I reckon. Yeah, hundred percent. The movie almost was called something very, very different. Yep. Sid Sheinberg, who was a producer, didn't like the title Back to the Future. He'd sent a memo to Zemeckis and Gale outlining his reasons, and he asked them to change it to the title Spaceman from Pluto. What? Doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Luckily, Steven Spielberg <laughs> was actually a producer on this movie. He stepped in. He replied to the memo with one of his own that simply said, Sid, thanks for your most humorous memo. We all got a big kick out of it. Thanks, Steven. <laughs> and he never replied again. Oh, no. And we got one of the greatest movie titles ever yep. for a movie. I was going to say, like, Spaceman Pluto makes no sense. Yeah. Now, now, we talked a lot about Michael J. Fox before. Yep. Uh, Michael J. Fox was the first choice to play Marty. Yep. At the time, though, he was working on Family Ties. I, I think I said Family Ties yeah, earlier. It was Family yeah, Ties. Yeah. They wouldn't release him to do the movie, so Zemeckis had to go through the typical casting process. John Cusack, Charlie Sheen, yep, uh, Ralph Macchio from The Karate Kid, which I know you haven't seen, no. uh, and Johnny Depp all <gasps> auditioned Ooh. unsuccessfully for the part of Marty. Oh. The role went to Eric Stoltz. Now, they started filming yep. with Eric Stoltz as Marty, but there was issues almost immediately. The director said they were feeling they weren't getting the laughs the movie needed. Leah Thompson, who plays the girl. Um, who plays his mum in, in the movie, told a story about the first ever table reading with the whole cast where everybody was laughing and joking as they read the script. Afterwards, Stoltz was asked what he thought, and he said, everybody's laughing, but it's not a comedy, it's a tragedy. Huh. My whole family remembers a different history to what I do. It's really very sad. Wow. So he had a very deep <laughs> take on this. He was fired six weeks into production. And Rob Zemeckis called the firing the worst moment of his career. Wow. Having to do it. Yep. After he was let go, Zemeckis went back to Family Ties and asked again if they'd release Michael J. Fox. This time they let him read the script. He loved it, of course. Yep. Uh, and begged the Family Ties co-star, uh, co-creator Gary Goldberg to let him do the movie. They let him on the condition that Family Ties schedule wasn't interrupted. So that meant that Michael J. Fox had to work on Family Ties and Back to the Future at the same time. Holy shit. Going on just three hours of sleep a night. Wow. But so, so worth it. So he rehearsed for Family Ties from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., then rushed to the Back to the Future set where he'd rehearse and shoot from until 3.30 a.m., and that was for two full months. 
Wow. Wally did both. Okay, that's impressive, especially when he didn't look tired. No. Like, like he was still A-plus acting. A-plus, like, you'd not pick that he was doing two things at the same time. But I guess time. when you're 24, you live on Nodos and Red Bull. Oh, 100%. Wait, like, you don't need sleep. I don't think they were living on Nodos and Red Bull in the 80s. Yeah. Might have been a little bit of cocaine. But then yeah. again, Michael J. Fox doesn't seem like the guy that would have done cocaine back in the day. I you could be know. wrong. Never know. But you never know. I did mention Huey Lewis having a cameo in this movie. <laughs> Obviously, Power of Love is in the movie, uh, Back in Time, which I said earlier, one of my favourite songs. Yep. In the scene at the start where Michael J. Fox's band is rehearsing for the school talent show and the judge says, wait, 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 you're just too damn loud. Yes. That's Huey Lewis from Huey Lewis oh. and the News, the lead singer. Okay, that's kind of cool. Obviously, the movie made Michael J. Fox a movie sensation overnight. He was already a TV star, but it was nominated for three Oscars. Wow, did Best get original any? screenplay, best sound, and best original song for The Power of Love. Cost $19 million to make. Yep. It took in $389 million at the oh. uh, at the box office. The highest grossing movie for the year it was released. Absolutely Jeez. incredible. Okay, and became an massive. instant classic. Yeah. Spawned two sequels. And, and still to this day, people are like, can we get another, like, can we get a reunion? Even yep. though, you know, Michael J. Fox has retired from acting because of his Parkinson's and, and Christopher Lloyd's quite up there in age as well. Yep. Um, they, they, do, they do a lot of tours and, and those sorts of things and Comic-Cons and those sort of things. Yep. Uh, Michael J. Fox doesn't, obviously, because he's quite unwell, but but the other cast still yeah, do still get together for reunions and those sorts of things. But absolutely incredible movie. All right. This, this one has been going for a while, so we better get close to wrapping up. Geordie, what would you rate Back to the Future out of five? I'm going to give it a four. A four? Yeah. Nah, pretty good, pretty good. Not good enough to get like to the bigger level, but definitely a solid four. So just to put this in perspective, you yep. at this point have rated Twister. Yes. Higher than Back to the Future. Yes. That's big. Is it? Yeah. A lot of people love this movie, myself included. Yeah. I love Twister. I know you do. I'm not saying <laughs> it's a bad thing. I'm, I love that you love Twister, but that's, that's yeah, big. No, that just four. Four. Four is still pretty good. Still pretty good. It's, it's up there. Uh, and would you watch a sequel to this movie? Uh, yes, Good, I would. because as I said, there are two sequels in the trilogy and we will be watching both of them. Too bad if I said no. Yeah, because we'll be watching them anyway. <laughs> well, that about wraps it up for another episode of It's About Time You Watch This. Next week, well, the next two episodes, I should say, are big episodes. Big. Big episodes. Two movies that I, I couldn't believe you hadn't seen. One in particular that I watch quite regularly. You know, I'm going to name drop them now. The Dark Knight with I... Heath Ledger as the Joker. Yeah, I'm happy I didn't tell you this before we were married because I think this is divorce-worthy, like not getting married. And the fact that I watch it so regularly and you still hadn't watched it. I'd watched bits of it. But you have seen scenes, but the other one, which I'm really excited for people to hear, The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Now, going into The Sixth Sense, starring Bruce Willis, the the iconic movie from the late 90s, I think everybody knows the twist ending to The Sixth Sense. Everybody knows how it ends. Not me. You didn't. I had no idea. When I went to put it on, you said, so what's this about? And I almost lost my mind because I realised you were the one person in the world <laughs> that didn't know the twist ending to The Sixth Sense. I had no idea. So that episode is coming up in a couple of weeks as well. I'm very, very excited for you all to hear that. But we will leave it there and we will catch you next week for another episode of It's About Time You Watch This. You've been listening to It's About Time You Watch This, a creative media production. 